Hi, this is Tim Barron, and welcome to the Legal Marketing 2.0 podcast, where we examine the latest trends in digital marketing. The show is a production of Good to Be Social. Today we have Mary Trice on the show. Mary is the Digital and Marketing Communications Manager at Winston and Strawn. And Mary manages the firm's digital marketing strategy and initiatives. In 2014, Mary's work on behalf of Winston and Strawn gathered the Legal Marketing Association's Best in Show Award for Website Redesign. And in 2017, Mary co-led the redesign of the attorney bios on Winston.com. And that's the focus of our show today. Attorney bios, typically the highest traffic pages on a law firm's website. Mary shares her experience about the process of getting started, getting everyone at the firm on board, what makes an effective bio, and optimizing each bio for search engines. Here's my conversation with Mary. Hi, Mary, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Winston and Strawn recently redesigned attorney bios, and how did you go about identifying that as a problem and figuring out what to do about it? I feel like a lot of the bottleneck occurs right there, and people just never get it done. Well, we relaunched our website in, at the end of 2013, and we knew that bios were a priority and a focus, but we just didn't have the time or the bandwidth to rewrite every single bio. We we're already rewriting all of the content on our site, like our services and sectors. So it just wasn't something we could take on at the time. But then once we launched our website, we knew that we had to come back to this. And just to keep our website really fresh, we thought bios would be a great way and a great area to focus on. We know that collectively, they're the most visited and most viewed section of big law websites. And statistics show that they account for 80% of legal website traffic. So people want to come here. They are coming here. They're coming directly to an attorney's page or they're doing a search for a service or a specific attorney. And they're coming to this area. So we really wanted to capture that. So once we decided that we were going to prioritize bios, which was about Three, I think about three years after we relaunched our site, we did an extensive discovery process. We figured out, you know, kind of what we wanted by doing a competitive audit. We looked at other law firms, peer and aspirational firms, ones that are just kind of doing things outside of the box, and also really looked outside of industry because we didn't want to be the same as every other law firm. So we kind of got, you know, our audit together and created basically a wish list of like what we would want and what we want to see. And then we formed a working group, which consisted of a few members of our business development department, as well as some attorneys. We had, you know, we wanted to make sure we had a mix. So we had a transactional attorney, a litigation attorney, someone who is international. So we can make sure we're getting that like global presence. And then we also had an approval committee. So an even bigger group to kind of sign off on everything that we were doing. We got feedback from our partners, associates, staff, and we even did client interviews because we wanted to have the client in mind with all of this. They're the ones who are going there and are hiring us. So are we really serving up what they want? And then I kind of think that was the easy part because then it got to writing all the bios. I mean, we were totally restructuring them, but it wasn't just moving things around and like copying and pasting buckets of content. 
we totally revamped our bio. So it was rewriting every single bio of every attorney. And you mentioned reaching out to clients. Were a general counsel part of that reach out process? They were. So we spoke to some of our partners, identified some clients and, and also some alumni who we thought would be willing to do this because this was very early stages. This was before we had anything live. So it was kind of walking them through our proposed design and showing them why we were doing and what we thought and asking, would you use this feature? Is this something you care about? Because, you know, they don't really necessarily care about publications that someone wrote 10 years ago. They just want new, insightful information that's going to help them today. So having their feedback and having them weigh in, was, I think, was very helpful. And it also helped get us sign off and buy in from our attorneys, knowing that, well, we spoke to these clients and this is what they're looking for. Getting buy-ins from the decision makers is so important. And so that really makes sense. But let's dig in to the actual bios. What makes a good bio? Well, I think, again, it's what does the client want? What are they looking for? And, you know, basically they want to know that the attorney has expertise in their certain area, experience, and then that relationship. So kind of like, do I like this person? Is this someone I want to work with? So getting that information across. And I think with that, for us, like the personal part, we change the format. So it's not Mr. or Mrs. It's first person. And I think that simple change makes it so much more relatable and so much more personable. That was a quick way we did it. And actually, we were thinking of, we have this basically an impact statement at the very top of the bio, which is kind of your elevator pitch. Like, what does this attorney want people to know? Like, right away, if they only read one thing, because you have basically eight seconds to capture someone's attention, to keep them on your page and keep them looking for more, what do you want them to know? And what is that key takeaway? And when we were originally doing it, we were thinking we would do that in first person, like I am a litigator, but that was just a little too casual for our firm and we couldn't do that. So we went to just a first name. So we do like a full name upon the first reference, but then every other time we're referring to the person, it's not Mr. or Mrs., it's that first name. I think that's an easy tweak you can make. And again, having those impact statements, basically like eight seconds or 150 characters to really capture someone's attention. So pack the most punch at the beginning. Tell them what you want them to know or give them a little bit so they'll want to read more and keep digging in. And really just like, you know, speaking to the clients, what is it that the client wants? They want specific experience. Tell them what you do and how you can help them. You know, provide examples of winning deals or trial strategies, citing specific examples. If you can name clients, that makes it even that much more relatable. And then also, you know, there's a lot of while that relates to the content, it's also kind of the structure of it. So we know what users do when they come to any page. They're either going to click a link on the page, they're going to search for something else, or they're just going to bounce off. So having relevant information easily accessible. So if you're talking about this practice, having a link for it so they can get to it more easily. Making sure those related services and industries are there. Embedding links. So you know, you're keeping them on your website. And then search, like if they're also likely to look for something else. So having on-site search functionality and making sure you can like target and drill them into other relevant pages of content, because otherwise they're just going to click off. So it's just like knowing these behaviors and providing those visitors with that really easy to understand messaging and access to the other content so they don't just leave your site immediately. You really, you've got them there, so let's keep them there. 
That's great advice. You mentioned 150 characters. Is that a number that in your research that you came up with, that the number of characters that it takes to grab someone's attention? I actually heard that at the LMA Tech West a few years ago, and then just have found similar things. I mean, I think 150 characters is, you know, a quick, like, couple sentences, you know, shorter than like a paragraph, but just a quick overview of it. It's also, you know, 150 characters is basically your meta description. So, you know, that back end telling search engines, this is what it's about, basically that length. So how does SEO play a role in creating attorney biographies? Yeah, SEO plays a big role in attorney bios. It's something that you really can't neglect. And I, I think this is so interesting because, you know, SEO is constantly changing and they're just, you have to kind of keep up with search engine algorithms and what's trending. So I think having a keyword strategy for attorney bios is one of the most influential pieces of content development that marketers have to consider. Because a lot of times if I'm working with an attorney, we'll go through what do you want to come up for? What terms do you think your clients or people looking for someone with your experience, what are they actually searching for? And also calling through their bios and their practice areas and seeing if those terms are in there. And I'll use the Google Keyword Planner a lot. And I just look up that and I can see what the traffic is. I can see how competitive it is and, you know, see historical statistics. So I don't know, a lot of times people identify a few phrases or terms that no one's really using. So maybe clients aren't thinking of it in the same way. So it's just understanding what people are searching for. So by focusing first on like that client or that user interest, your keyword strategy becomes a lot easier because you're not guessing what people search because you know with certainty, you've looked this up, you see these trends. All right, so you've gotten the bio pages up and you've optimized it. What's next? Well, you have to keep it dynamic. And I think that's an issue. People are like, oh, I did my bio and I updated it, so I'm good. If you're writing articles, if you have a blog post, if you're speaking somewhere, getting that information up on your website and simply linking it back to the attorney. You know, that tells search engines that there's something new on this page. I should crawl this page. In addition to making it dynamic and like keeping it updated and adding your new cases, But social media has a huge impact and it's something that attorneys should really leverage. You can't neglect the social media optimization of search engine optimization because rather than clients or visitors relying on authority or a website for information, we rely on those we trust. And people have been, you know, really empowered to publish and freely share their information. And you know that content that is shared and that gets further distributed Um, It has more validation and more authority, and it's going to populate higher in search because of that. Search engines will see that it's, um, you know, it is being shared. So there's something valuable here that I need to serve up higher to other people. And I think, you know, one of the easiest ways to do this and to have a presence in social media, there's a lot of different ways. And I think it does depend on what your focus is. But LinkedIn is, I feel like, low-hanging fruit. I mean, You can easily get in keywords in your LinkedIn profile. So if you've done all this research for how you're going to optimize your firm bio, weave those keywords into LinkedIn. Put it in your headline. Don't have your headline listed as partner or associate. Like no one's searching for that. People are searching for specific terms like wage and hour attorney or patent litigator. They want something specific. So make sure you're weaving that in there. All right. Thanks, Mary. I think our listeners will find the information and the advice that you provided, super useful. So thanks for being on the podcast, Mary. 
Great. Thanks so much for having me. If you like this episode, please subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you also left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher and SoundCloud and Google Play and wherever you listen to podcasts. Before you go, I want to ask you a question. Do you struggle with digital marketing and how to make it work for you and for your firm? If so, please go to lawfirmmarketinghelp.com and sign up for a free digital audit. The audit will provide you with all of the information you need to build a blueprint for your digital marketing strategy to produce the results you want. You'll find the show notes for this episode along with all of the Legal Marketing 2.0 episodes at goodtobesocial.com. This is Tim Barron and thanks for listening.